You're listening to the Morning Joe Ranch Show. I dig deep, embrace yourself, and enjoy the Wild Ride podcast. Topics of politics, climate, economics, life, and the pursuit to complain about everything. I'm just going to jump into it. Um, First thing I want to go over is there was a really great article from CBS News. Uh, I'll link it in the description. One in four Americans are jobless or earning poverty level wages, new study finds. Uh, I'm just going to read a little bit. And then if you guys are interested, you can check it out. So Official government figures show that unemployment around the U.S. has fallen sharply since peaking at nearly 15% in April as the coronavirus was shuttering businesses left and right. Yet the jobless rate, as depicted in headlines, offers a skewed picture of employment today. Thank you. Failing to capture the real financial pressure bearing down on millions of Americans, according to a new study. So Ludwig Institute for Shared Economic Prosperity... Uh, they did this, they have a really cool website actually, and I will link that too, um, cause they give the actual true unemployment rate, not this 6.9% bullshit that they keep talking about. So I'm going to keep reading a little bit in October, more than one in four workers were either unemployed or working for poverty level wages. Um, by comparison, the October jobless rate stood at 6.9% that they're saying this is what the um uh federal um the federal rate supposedly is from per the federal government so according to their according to federal government data so they're saying october jobless rate for 2020 stood at 6.9 down from 14.7 percent in april as workers regained jobs or gave up searching for work uh, Gene Ludwig heads the nonprofit think tank. Uh, he uh, said he calls the true rate of unemployment to underscore economic ailments that aren't visible in official government statistics. His figure actively, uh, his figure in- incorporates both jobless workers, people who were actively searching for work in the past month, as well as adults who are earning below twenty thousand dollars a year or below the poverty line. Uh, let me get to, sorry, I was, I had it pulled up. Here we go. While the financial job woes facing many Americans have depended during the pan, uh, Americans have deepened during the pandemic. The phenomenon is nothing new. He said in January when the job market, so this is, he's saying January, 2020, when the job market was at a 50 year low. Ludwig's true rate of unemployment was 23.5%, or about seven times higher than the Labor Department's official jobless rate at the time of 3.6%. Again, that's the Labor Department's number is stating it's six, right now it's, they're saying it's 6.9%, even though everybody, we have 700 dead, 900,000 new unemployment claims every fucking month. Uh, Approaching the unemployment rate through this lens is super interesting. A labor, uh, Heidi Scherholz, a labor economist at the le- uh, left-leaning Economic Policy Institute, 
Examining the job market by looking at different buckets of people like those who are unable to find new jobs versus those struggling to earn above a poverty wage can help policymakers develop approaches geared towards each group. Guess what? As again, this isn't a liberal or a uh, liberal or conservative thing. This is a whole policymakers across the board. They don't give a shit about us. They have proven it without passing more stimulus for the rest of us. And the new lockdowns coming in with California, I think Oregon has some. Um, I believe Illinois might be doing a few lockdowns in certain areas. They're, they're not they're not giving any stimulus. So they're telling people stay home. And I'm not saying that they're wrong or right about that. I'm simply saying if you're going to tell fucking people to stay home who don't actually make, you know, who can't work remotely, who don't get, you know, what do you want them to do? How are they paying for stuff? What planet do you live on? Do you, I mean, seriously. Um, here, at the same time, the labor market just isn't delivering for many workers, she said, adding, it's good to have an idea of the scope of that. Um, there's more in this that I want to read. I just got to get to it. The lack of the lack of employment and quality jobs, absolutely, as somebody who's currently applying for jobs. And let me tell you, it is a flooded market. Flooded. I am I am applying with hundreds of other applicants. Most of them are like part-time. And I can only really do remote work just due to the fact that my daughter's home right now. Again, that's my circumstance. And the people that are like, well, you could choose to. Well, you know what? I have somebody in my life that's got a certain illness that if they get something, God forbid, with COVID, they could die. In, you know, their immune system shot to shit. So, yeah, I'd rather not kill people in my life just to make a stupid fucking $15 an hour or even 10 under the poverty fucking line. Um, anyway, I'm getting back to this. Uh, Ludwig is especially problematic about people of color and women with, with the research finding that black workers had a true unemployment rate of roughly 31% in October, the rate for women topped 30%. Um, yeah, fixing the problem will require investing in workers, especially through infrastructure projects that can provide workers with higher wages, offer education and training opportunities and stimulate the economy. Good luck with that one. Um, there's more in this article, but I don't, you know, so the true unemployment rate at what's happening right now is almost around 26 to 27%, according to Ludwig, which incorporates all that stuff. And they might still not even be incorporating everything, um, but they have true unemployment rate by race. There's 31.1% black. This is all October 2020, by the way. This isn't including the new November numbers. So I'm sure it went up even more because we've been getting 700 to 800,000 new unemployment claims uh, a week. And for those of you that just don't want to hear this shit, fine with me. Don't listen to it. But you could bury your head in the sand all you want. This is eventually going to affect everybody because there is a uh, the unemployment, uh, what do they call it? The unemployment, uh, stimulus stuff is all running out by, uh, like there's going to be 12 million people off unemployment by end of December. It's the, I think they said December 31st is when unemployment will run out for 12 million, uh, 12 million Americans. That is a shit ton of working Americans who probably don't make a living wage. 
And then you're talking about foreclosures coming. So you can bury your head in the sand. You could pretend normal's coming back. You can have all the hopium you want. I don't care. Whatever, whatever helps you sleep at night. But don't pretend for a minute like you're doing anything to help. You know, none of us are. We pick the same shitty people in office to keep going down that treacherous hole we have ourselves in. The top three officials are 80, uh, have an average age of 80, 80 years old coming in with the Biden administration. So that should tell you something. Anyway, I'm getting back to this. Uh, whites, it was 22.9%. And then unemployment by sex was 30.4% for females. That was in October. Males, it was 21.3%. Uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll include this in the thing, but yeah, this is the true unemployment rate. Something your federal government doesn't want you to see. Again, there is such stuff as fake news. This is one of those. This is where it's like, there's true data and statistics showing and proving the government doesn't want you to see this stuff. You know, they, they sugarcoat it. Oh no, it's only 6%, six point, which is still fucking high. We should be really low. And people should be making a fucking living wage in the greatest country of the world. All right. Um, another thing I wanted to touch base on. I love this movie. I haven't watched it for, um, I don't know, a few years now. Uh, Children of Men. There was originally a book called The Children of Men. And the movie is somewhat similar to it, but not really. I love this movie. And I love this movie because it's terrifying because of how much this is what America is going to be. And for those of you who haven't seen it, I will give a quick synopsis of it. Uh, London 2027 is in this dystopian world. Humans have been uh, incapable of reproducing for 18 years for an unknown reason, meaning the imminent extinction of the species. Britain is the one remaining civilized society on the planet which has resulted in people wanting to immigrate there. As such, it has become a police state in order to handle the immigrants who are placed into refugee camps. It is this movie, the cinematography, the filming of it was fantastic. Um, absolutely fantastic. The storyline, it's, te it's terrifying. I'm going to keep reading. I'm sorry. I'm getting my opinion into it. Um, Police state in order to handle the immigrants who are placed in refugee camps. Lowly government bureaucrat Theo Farron, which is played by Clive Owen, does a great job. Once an activist is approached by the Fishes, deemed a terrorist group. So the Fishes are a terrorist group. Led by his ex-wife, Julianne Taylor, which is, she's, uh, Julianne Moore is uh, fantastic in it too. Who, who he has not seen in close to 20 years. Their marriage, which disintegrated following the death of their infant son, D Dylan, during the 2008 flu pandemic. Jesus, sounds familiar. Uh, although the fishes did use terrorist means in their ongoing revolution against the state in the fight for immigrant rights, Julian vows that they now garner support sold by speaking to the people. What she wants is for Theo to use his connections to get transit papers for a young immigrant woman named Key who needs to get to the coast. Although initially reluctant to do it because of the difficulty, Theo is able to grant Julian this favor. However, with the change that he now needs to accompany Key for her journey. As Theo and Key progress on the journey, Theo learns more and more about what's going on. So Theo kind of plays, he's like... 
he's like the bury your head in the sand type bureaucrat where he has a job. It's a shitty job. He's he's hates his life. You know, it's that type of thing. But he just goes along with it because he's comfortable. Sounds familiar for a, and I'm not saying America is, you know, I'm not picking on people here. But this is where ultimately it just it's just leading to. So let me finish up what it says. Uh, more and more about what's going on, including the reason that Key needs to get to the coast. The fact that no one in the group knows if their end destination even exists. Uh, and that his his and Key's lives are in the greater danger than he believed when they sh- started the journey. But Theo's sole mission becomes to help Key at any cost to survival of the species. I don't want to give away, if you haven't seen the movie, you fucking should watch it. It'll terrify you at the same time because of what's happening just in the world in general. Like, really. And for those people that think the next couple of years in America isn't going to like, I don't think we're going to have civil war in America. I think we'll have territorial wars in a way, but not like, I just think we're going to go to shit in the handbasket just because cli- that was the other thing. So this dystopian world, like it's dystopian because climate shit. It's like, there's not, there's not enough food for the, like this whole situation just adds up to everything that's like going on in America. So the people that actually think that you're going to be like Mad Max and you're going to be the guy with the gas car, that's going to drive and you know, you're, you're fucking full of yourself. It's not anything like that. If anything, children of men is how it's portrayed most realistically on what's going to happen. Um, it is disturbing when they t- when they drive through the the camps, um, there's a point where they're where they're in Romania, and absolutely can I see that happening in America, absolutely, at the rate we're going, and this movie was filmed in like 2006 2007, and it's just such a sad thing to think like this is one where Hollywood maybe got it right. We'll see. Time will tell, but a lot of it hits pretty scary as to where we're heading in our country and if anybody really doesn't think america is going to have refugees we are going to have our own refugees american refugees we're already having it look at california look at new york city the homeless rates the poverty rates are increasing dramatically and if you don't think they are go look it up i don't have to always provide you with sources of shit you can research stuff yourself It is scary to think that we live in the greatest country in the world, according to some people, and yet we have that amount of people living in the streets in tented cities. And the cops have officially just said, there's nothing we're going to do about it. It is insane to think that's happening in America. And see, the thing is, Americans want everything instantly. It doesn't work that way. It's like the coronavirus. It's a fucking wave. It's when we shut down early in October. Early in March, we were trying to prevent the spread of the cases happening. Well, after a month of being locked down, we're like, well, we're not seeing it. There was a reason to it. It's a wave. We're being preemptive with all of it before anybody else got it. 60 Minutes last night did a fantastic job on just asking doctors and um, people who've had COVID already what's going on. And the long-term effects, like everything, are very scary. Now, again, we don't know years down the road. Maybe these people will officially heal. But I do know right now that these people that have it, um, there's a doctor that had it that was on it, still 
Not 100%. I have a few friends that did have it back in March and April. Still not 100%. Can't do, can't run. Their lungs hurt. Um, have major problems that way. There is so much shit. And I'm just watching Children of Men. I'm like, this is exactly... Just wait until the virus mutates. I mean, yeah, we're rushing a vaccination, a vaccine. All these companies, yet... I have, I don't, I'm like, yeah, okay. I don't know what your long-term effects for those vaccines are. That's a whole nother added problem. Now there's great stuff that happened with vaccine. Um, Polio being cured, all that stuff. I get it. But they all went through the right testing and stuff. This is all a scary time. Um, I don't know. Anyway, Children of Men, you can watch it for free if anybody wants to watch it. Uh, it's on the streaming app channel Peacock. It's all free. I don't, I don't have, I have Peacock for free. I don't buy anything with it. And you could just stream it directly from the app um, if you wanted to. I believe you can even watch it on your phone. I suggest watching it just because it will let you f- kind of see the world we are heading into. I'm not saying it's going to exactly take place like that, but honestly, it is one of the most disturbing accurately portrayed dystopian films i think that people have no clue about what's going to happen especially in america i don't know that's my opinion the last thing i wanted to talk about i think this is fucking awesome um so jupiter and saturn are getting closer as they near their once in uh 20 years conjunction on december 21st 2020 at their closest They'll be only 0.1 degrees apart. That's just one-fifth of a full moon uh, diameter. Start watching them now and you'll see them draw close together. The last time this was, they were this close, this is so fucking cool, was the Middle Ages when when, uh, Galileo looked. It's fucking awesome. They're so close together right now. I can post an article... um, from earthsky.org they talk about it um but december 21st 2020 is the date and yet yeah, just did it's insane to think that they will be that close together just nuts to me that they'll be closer than the moon and us together oh my gosh it's it kind of freaks out when you think of how small and insignificant we are as a as a planet um that the the universe is that huge um so anyway i don't want to get too crazy with the shit i just thought that stuff was interesting again i could be a nihilist and you could think that oh you're just all negative and no hope and well yeah when you have people in charge who don't give a shit and aren't listening to scientists on on any realm of scientific data, whether it's COVID or whether it's uh, climate change or whether it's the economy and the job rates and whether it's we should keep doing fossil fuels when they're destroying everything that we have. There comes a time where it's like you could keep burying your head in the sand, living your, you know, whatever. I, I don't know. It's just to me, it's sad because it's like, Everybody should be aware and should cognitively think that they want to change things in their life. And for me personally, like, I don't go out of my way and buy meat. I don't eat meat, not because I don't love the taste of meat or because I'm, I don't want to contribute anymore. 
I don't want to contribute to the shittiness that animal treatment, but also to the treatment of the world, the globe. You know, it's, I think that if we did it in a correct way with agriculture and, and we did it correct way with farming animals and more people had land and space to take care of things. And if we actually taught people how to do this stuff, just like that old saying, give a man to fish, he'll eat for a day, teach a man to fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. I think we should be using that to our benefit and saying we have smaller plots of land. We should have chickens. We should have the things that are natural to the earth that we could reprocess and reuse. And that's just me. And that's not my progressive or liberal ideology. That's me thinking, I want this planet for future generations to grow and to develop. And I think technology is a great thing. But I do not think once we found out that fossil fuels and the depleting of the ozone take effect with profits better than human life. We've just, whatever. Again, to each their own. Doesn't matter. I'm not going to change anything. I am only one human being. And to me, it's sad that, you know, we don't listen to each other more. But anyway, that is my spiel. And I hope you all have a good one. This week's podcast was brought to you by ConnectGo Internet Inc. Bringing your business to the future, connectgo.com.